What's going on, everybody? Tyler here, back at it again for another episode of MTG Uncensored Podcast. Today's October 5th. It's a freaking Monday, and holy hell does it feel like one. It has just been a rough Monday. It's a little afternoon right now. Um, weekend was awesome, but yeah, just coming back into work Monday at the full time. Woof. Man, whole storm of problems. Just, oh, so... I'm, you know, glad I had a good weekend and uh, glad we're back with another episode. Um, So welcome back to those of you returning. Uh, I'm going to start off right away by giving our first fan shout out, and that's going to be MTG Profit. That's at MTG Profit on Twitter. Um, Shout out, my dude. I appreciate it. Just had the Twitter go up. Um, I had Twitter for a while. Um, I didn't really post anything to it because I wasn't making episodes, but I just recently started putting episodes up. Well, I had the first episode last week um and uh just uh yeah shout out uh interactions on twitter i uh, love it so uh we'll do more in the future so um especially if you guys want to give me things to talk about um just comment tell me i look ugly you don't even know what i look like so ha i'm ugly no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding all right back back we got to get to what we got to talk about today okay so um we're gonna go right from the fan call out we're gonna go right into what's trending um, so what's trending is this freaking Walking Dead card secret layers bullshit. Okay. I don't like it. Um, I That's okay. Um, you can like it. Totally fine. Uh, doesn't affect me any. But I have just noticed that uh, recently on Twitter, people are losing their ever-loving mind over the fact that they're making Walking Dead cards. Um, what I mean by that is they're upset that they're making a card about Negan, this guy who was apparently like sexually abused characters on The Walking Dead. Um, They made a card just for his bat that he killed that one dude with, Glenn, I think his name was. I don't watch it, so I don't know. Um, And then, so huge uproar on Twitter about that, but then they're also lighting up the rules committee for not banning the cards in certain formats. Like, freaking out like i'm sorry but if this ruins your day your week your month your year your life you have nothing to do like and that's coming from a guy who has a magic the gathering podcast like these this is a made-up game these cards are about made-up things with made-up characters on them and the walking dead is a show with made-up characters so they put them now i don't like that they made walking dead cards But you know how I solve that? I just don't fucking buy them. I don't use them. Oh oh my God. Like that's, it's the end of the world all of a sudden because they're making them. No. Like what are people choosing to have such a strong opinion about? Like it's crazy that it's this. And the rules committee is just doing their damn job. Like you're, you're complaining because these cards are now going to be legal. Like, okay, so you know the cards are going to be legal. So build cards and take them down. They're creatures exile them like destroy them destroy target creature boom problem solved it just freaks me like and that and i even am against them but i'm not like that against them like i'm not gonna like like make people feel bad for wanting to get the walking dead cards if you want to get them god bless frame them put them on your wall like that's all you man come to my house you'll see all my godzilla shit on my wall and if you have problems with godzilla then you're going to make me feel bad for liking gods. It's just, I don't get it. 
I really don't. Uh, and that's what's trending. Like, I, I that was from last week, too. But, man, has it really freaked, like, really, uh, like, got way bigger than what it was. So, just calm down. Calm down. Uh, other news, um, Uro got banned in Standard. Um, thought that would decrease the value of Uro, but Uro is used in Commander. And I just checked, and it's still, like, $43. And, of course, my wife opens one, like, wheelie-nilly. Like, for like, as soon as that set came out, the Uro was and she cracked one, like... It was, like, the first pack she ever opened from the set. And we didn't know it was going to be, like, this much value. Um, so I'm still trying to get that card off her. She always opens... Can we just, like, pause for a second, too? Because my wife always opens the best stuff. We'll pick packs in, like, Target or Walmart, and she'll tear the top of hers knowing it's hers and i just always know that she's gonna get the better stuff and she always she's cracking planeswalkers uros like mythics like left and right and then um sometimes i'll even switch packs with her i'm like no i want the good voodoo and i give her something good because that's just she has that aura she just attracts good cards they follow her and you can't trick it you can't trick the system it knows she's just very very lucky with her openings opening like a liliana the last hope like and she sees me freak out and she goes well this card must be good so i just like really jealous i just want to say right at the top and i gotta say you know she was really really sweet i was having this was a few weeks ago i was having a really bad day and she just like what would make you feel better and i just like a pack of magic cards she drove to walmart and bought me a freaking fat pack like, just because I was having a bad day, she came back. I didn't feel right having all the packs, so I said, take take half of it. Like, five, ten boost packs, that's fine. Like, take half of it. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, you're so kind, and you're being so nice to me. Like, have some. And that good voodoo, she opened up a Chandra. And I was like, oh, my God. And she was, she was apologizing. She's like, I'm so sorry. It's, it's a gift. I'm sorry. It was just, uh, it was really funny. But it was really sweet of her to do that. So, other than that, yeah, that's all the what's trending was just stuff with the Walking Dead cards. It's all made up. The show and the game just stopped getting so bent out of shape. So, right, so moving into our main topic. Our main topic is going to be today is how to win in Commander. I said last week that this is the main um, format that me, my wife, my brother play, my other brother, we all play Commander. It's the most fun. We think we have the most free minute freedom in this format um, from deck building and just strictly from playing 40 life, 100 cards. It does suck that you only get one copy of each card, but you, know, you have a 100 card deck. You shuffle it a couple times, play a couple different games like the deck can play completely different than the first three times you played it. So it's more freeing but the, the key is especially for newer players who are maybe just getting into magic maybe you're listening to this podcast because you're like oh let's see i don't know let's let's hear some uh you know info about it um commander is an excellent format commander you can play with however many people you want um two to 16 that game would take forever don't do 16 people um we typically play with four people um it's a 99 card deck with one copy of each card minus the lands basic lands and one commander who's on the field at all times that you get to play whenever you want playing with four other people opens the game up though to politics deals 
deal making, like you do this if I don't do this, like all that stuff. And I'm telling you right now, if you're not the best magic player and you don't have like the best cards in the set, that's how you win. You politic your ass to the top, make deals like to the top, because if you got the kind of personality, now if you're really shy, it's like not really going to work. You're going to have to rely a little heavier on your gameplay, which is fine. You can win that way too, but a good way to try to win and one of the tactics to uh, be able to win is politic make deals like when someone drops a big creature on the board it's seven seven trample uh, you know and you you know they're going to try to swing it at somebody right like it's open to all three players try to convince that person to not swing at you like listen if you don't swing at me like i'll remember that when i cast this next spell in my hand you know what i mean because you know you you have like a single target removal or you have um uh, a path to exile so you don't almost want to like threaten them but like dude i wouldn't attack me you know like you're not lying but because you don't want to like shice your way up to the top you know you want to still play fair and give everybody a fair chance but you know like make try to get yourself out of bad situations um another big thing too is uh you know asking being very um on the forefront of what your opponents are doing uh, I'm not saying that people cheat, but um, sometimes even honest players can miscount their mana. They can go to cast something and they actually can't due to a rule. And you're just asking them. You're saying, okay, so what are you tapping for that? Like just as simple as that. What are you tapping to cast that? And sometimes you'll be surprised. And I'm not saying they're cheating. They'll, they'll look down. Oh, oh, actually, you know what? I can't do that right now. That's an honest player too, I'll have you know. That's a, that's a good person to play with because they're being honest and that's how you should play. Um, it's also a good way to catch assholes who are trying to cheat. Like they think they go off so fast. They're like, all right, I got this. All right, so trigger, trigger, trigger. This person triggers. Okay, so then I, I gain three life, sacrifice your, and you're like, whoa, dude, slow down. Like stopping somebody from just go popping off like that because they can even get carried away. Even if they're not a piece of shit, and they can get carried away and miss one mana and it messes up the whole turn. Um, or if they're trying to be a lying, cheating piece of shit, you can go, no, 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 break this all down. I want to see this. And then have them go step by step and show you. Like, that's another way to win in Commander is to, if you think the person is cheating, like, have them over-elaborate. You're not asking them to do anything that they that they shouldn't do because they can't expect everyone to keep up with the pace of their deck. You don't know what their deck does. They don't know what yours does. So when you ask them and you're not even being rude, you're just saying, hey, can you just show me how you're doing this? I just want to make sure I'm following. Totally fair. And sometimes, and like I said, you play with honest players. They'll say, okay, I tap this to add. Oh, you know what? I'm actually missing a green mana. And there's that. You're just asking them to elaborate because you're not trying to get... They get overzealous with their decks, so they make all these like crazy combos, and then they don't even... They've done it so many times, they just keep going and going and going. They think they have everything, and they really don't. So, like, that's another way to win. Um, so that's number two, you know, having asking people to actually explain what they're doing. Um, a big part of that, too, uh, for the number two, is asking... When you ask them, um, you can kind of get a sense of how they play. Like, what does that card do? 
Okay, that does that. So you know, like you ask him, oh, that card targets his graveyard. Okay, he's gonna be playing a lot of stuff out of his graveyard. You get to understand the meta of their deck because they're not gonna sit there and explain to you everything their deck does because that's their strategy. So just communicating with somebody, hey, what does that one card do? It's giving you a hint, an insight into what their deck is doing if it's early game, if it's late game, you know. By that point, it may even be too late. So getting a, a hunch of what you're dealing with on the table. Like I know like when I sit down with like Gashoth deck, it's, it's, it's one-sided, but it's big stompy creatures. And Gashoth, I'm trying to get onto the field to swing at you and get triggers so that I can turn over cards on the top of my library and get free summons, free casts on dinos that I turn over. So asking me, hey, what does Gashoth do? Oh, like my, uh, it's my commander. Oh, when I get Kashoth in the field, um, if I do, if I do any combat damage to you, I get to reveal that many cards at the top of my library, and I get free dinos from the top of it. And in your head, you go, okay. If I have single target removal, I need to hold it until that comes on the field because I am. Not, it has haste too. So as soon as it comes out, it swings. Well, you wouldn't have known that. You would have let me get a free trigger if you had no idea what Kashoth did, and I just came at you. So just communicating and just asking. You're being polite. It's fair. What does that do? It's a game. You need to know what it does. So that's easy. Um, number three, um, look for cheaters. What I mean by that is a lot of people can play this game and be overly confident in what they're playing. And like I played with assholes too. Like not my family, but uh, me and Mike can get into it sometimes when we're going about our decks. Um, with our, our deck building gets like weird sometimes, especially with like rules. We literally were on the phone last night talking about a rules debate that my other brother was having. But um, you play with other people, you know, right from the get-go, they're a jerk. They're a jerk about their deck. They're a jerk about the deck building. They think you're inferior. They're just that kind of person. Like magic is overly their life. And if they're not good, if they're not good at magic, they suck at life somehow. And dealing like... When you deal people like that, like, I'm sorry, but they're faster to cheat than anybody else. Like, they're, like, cheat, not like a huge cheat. I'm saying, like, like floating a mana that nobody is keeping track of because they're, they're popping off and generating all this mana from all these other places. And he may notice he's one short, but he's like, no one else is going to notice. So he just says, he just casts a spell and, like, expects you, like, he doesn't expect you to try to ask him to show his work like a, like a huge math problem. You know what I mean? But an easy way to stop cheaters from winning is when they're doing something complicated. Exactly what number two was. Hey, show me how you're doing that. And you'll you'll be amazed because some people will just, well, I you want me to really go all the way back through? Yes, I do. I, yeah, we're playing a game here and you're trying to win. So yes, I would like for you to explain what the hell you're doing. And if they don't want to, like that's on them. And if they're being a jerk... The best way to deal with jerks is just ignore them. Ignore them. They want to get all pissy because you're asking them to show their work on their mana or whatever combo they're trying to pull off. If it's their deck and it's their combination, they should know how it works enough to show you how it works. And they're popping off, like doing all this crazy stuff, like generating all this mana and like everything. And if they're not willing to show it to you, then you probably shouldn't be playing magic with them. Or when you're done... And me and my wife were just talking about this last night because we were trying to come up with a topic for this week's episode. And it was originally going to be how to deal with jerks, but it wasn't It wasn't so definitive, wasn't so black and white. So I asked my wife, I'm like, how would you deal with a jerk? 
And she goes, oh, easy. You know, let them do all their plays and everything. Do a long, elaborate, like they're trying to win and combo and they're being an asshole. You have them show everything and then just go in before they do lethal damage or whatever. Just go in response. I scoop. And then just scoop all your, your deck and just leave right at the last second. It'd be funny, but, you know, you just got to tolerate, you know, the, the jerker you're playing with. And then just don't ever play with them again. I've played with them once. I don't ever play with them again. It happens, you know. It's just you sit down at a table and they become a different person when they're playing. And you just, ah, I don't want to play with people like that. No, thanks. Um, so, yeah, those are, like, three big ways on how to win. Um, another um, option four, option four, number four, is uh, know what your deck does. You may build a deck off EDH rack. You may build a deck from, you know, someone's uh, recommendation or just off cards that you have. Uh, understand how it works. Understand your win con, so your win condition. And more importantly, understand what you don't have in the deck. That is big because when you lose, you lose a certain way. What could you have done to, and when you lose, it's a learning experience. What could you have done differently to win? I couldn't remove that creature because I have no single target removal. I need more single target removal or token decks. Oh man, I cannot play against. I, I should get board wipes, throw one or two board wipes in there just to, you know, clear the board. If you're getting overwhelmed and people are just spamming tokens and that's how you typically lose a lot. Like, okay, so board wipes, a board wipe and be able to, you know, rebuild my, my board state afterwards. It's, things like oh flyers that's it always gets me flyers always kill me i just i'm not good i i, I don't put flyers in enough flyers in decks or creatures with reach is yeah it kind of sucks i just i should really be uh uh be a little better about that so yeah just uh, know what's in your, in your deck um know how it plays know how you're gonna win because if you are gonna uh, win by just stomping face with damage then put a lot of big creatures with, with trample and you know tiger creature gains double strike like that's how you're gonna win oh you're gonna win by infect like put infect in like get a meta in your deck and a synergy of how you're gonna win because that's what you're going for it's cool to play cards but you'd like to win so, yeah, so the four big reasons right there. You want to uh, politic your way. You want to understand what your deck does. Know how to deal with cheaters. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's an awesome game to play. It's a, it really is. But doing that and then asking people what their cards do, like being, having them elaborate. Because people will do it to you. Mostly because they're interested in your cards, you know, like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Um, so going from that, I'm actually going to move right into the card of the day. Um, talking of cool cards. I played this card in my Kozilek deck. And it was recommended to me by somebody at the game shop uh, that I go to. The card shop I go to. And it's really cool. So it's a two-mana artifact that comes on the field. And it's called Temporal Apparature. Now it's two-mana, goes on the field. It's an artifact. And it's five colorless and tap it. Shuffle your library and reveal the top card until end of turn. As long as that card remains on top of your library, you may play that card as though it were in your hand without paying its mana cost. So basically what this means is I have this artifact on the field. I pay five mana and I get it to pull like a slot machine. I shuffle my deck and whatever card I flip on top, 
I get to cast it for free. It's amazing because I have huge creatures in Eldrazi, in my Eldrazi deck. And if you have huge creatures in your deck um, that you would like a chance to free summon, uh, biggest piece of advice to is um, tap and activate Temporal Aperture before your land drop. Because if you put a land on and you Temporal Aperture and you find a land by doing this, you have to discard it because you can't play two lands in one turn. So if you do it the first turn, it's not a waste because then you get um, a land out of it and get to put it onto the battlefield. So you don't waste it. I've done that a hundred times. I learned that the hard way. Um, but yeah, it's every time I do it too, I always, I always, every time I play my brother, Mike, we always go, every time I tap it and I go, pull the lever, crunk. And then I go through the deck. And then if it's something bad, I go, wrong lever. Because every turn you're getting a chance to get something big onto the field. And if you're playing big cost creatures, this is perfect. So that's card of the day. It's, it's, it's an older card. Uh, it's not newer. Um, it's really fun because uh, you have a chance. It's a good like Hail Mary too. You have a chance to get something good out of your deck to save you. Um, or even like an instant or sorcery spell. It's just really good. Um, saves your ass. And it's just fun to play with. Um, let's see. All right. So we're going to move on to the last step. The end step. We are going to discuss what did we learn today? What did we learn? We learned that Mondays suck. Mondays are terrible. Um, I'm currently in the Walmart parking lot on my lunch break. And, oh, yes, and what did we learn? This is what we learned. I went into said Walmart and bought two booster packs. So I'm going to open them. Now, you're not really going to be able to know if the, what I'm opening is, like, really in front of me, but I'm not a piece of shit. Like, I'm not lying to you. Like... That's the sound of the packs. They're still in the cardboard, so I'm gonna open them. Let's see what we're gonna get. Hopefully we get something good. I'm still have not gotten the Forsaken Monument that I talked about last week. I'm trying to open it. All right, so there's the pack. All right, here we go. Let's see what we got. Zendikar Rising, obviously. I'll say the uncommons and then the rare. All right, skip to the uncommons. We have Skyclave Shadowcat, Relic Vile, Cinderclasm. It, oh, River Glide Pathway. Nice. The rare. Add uh, island, or on the other side, add a mountain. Dope. Okay, that's pretty good. It's going for a few buckaroos. All right, now going to the second pack. So that's the cardboard. Let me get organized here. Yeah, put that there. Okay. Second pack. You hear that? Sounds like Forsaken Monument. Here we go. Here we go. But the cards feel a little different too than the last set. All right, we have Roost of Drakes, Cargan War Leader, Black Boom Rogue, Zagross Thief of Heartbeats, Rare Legendary Creature Vampire Rogue. Oh, okay. Okay, nice. All right, no Forsaken Monument. That's okay. We'll get them. But that's cool. That's cool. Anything I open up like really crazy, if I open up on the podcast, really, they're all going to be open for like giveaways that I'm going to do on the podcast because I will be doing that. Some stuff out of my own personal collection and some stuff that I'll give, I'll get specifically for giving away, like different fans each episode. If Get more interactions or share this episode too. Um, because the more people who listen and the more people who interact with me on Twitter, I will do fan call outs. And the fan call outs are going to be how I determine winners. 
Um, when, if there's a lot, I'll do a lottery system, like a complete random generator, because then I'm just trying to keep it fair. So, yeah, um, hit me up at Twitter, at MTG Uncensored. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. I'm in the process of setting up a Patreon. We'll get there. I'm still new. Still a virgin podcast. So thanks for hanging out. And I will see you guys uh, in a couple days. I'm trying to see how often I'm going to make these videos. It's really easy on my lunch break. So, all right. I'll see you guys later. Peace out.